Chapter 5. Moaning Lisa Bistro. Brent stood on the little stage, waiting for everyone in the room to stop murmuring. We all had to wait uncomfortably until he got complete silence. Whenever Brent read his poetry, I knew it would be an ordeal to sit through. As he approached the mic, a cappuccino machine went off in the distance, and he took a step back. Oh, Jesus Christ, I thought. This is going to take forever. The Mona Lisa Bistro was a handy place to crash after work, since it's only a short walk across the parking lot from the gallery. It was a coffee shop that served wine, beer, and real food. They supported the local art scene by featuring musicians and poets on open mic nights. They also hung paintings by local artists on their walls. They had a couple of comfortably worn couches where you could sit and watch everything. The few tables and chairs looked like they survived a bar fight. The place felt comfortable. Eventually, when everyone saw that Brent wasn't moving, he got a silence again. He stepped back up to the mic, licked his lips, then said, Feisty. We had to wait a moment for the next word to arrive. Charcoal. He let out. There was another pause, then he uttered, Sour. He took a step back. Oh, just kill me now. Brent was in his element. Everyone was watching him. He knew he wasn't going to let us off easy. He stepped back up to the mic and glanced around. Reflection descends. There was a long pause during which a few people looked around at each other. Then he added, Smiling. I thought he was done. But no, he continued. Pygmies. Power. He stressed both words as if they held great relevance to his previous babbling. Then he finished with, Numb. His head dropped dramatically and he stood back, as if he was giving us a moment to digest his wonderful prose. Was he done? From previous experience, I knew I'd be annoyed at his pretentiousness and bored with his pacing before he even started. Then it hit me. How many syllables was that? Seven? He was doing a haiku. I bet he got high one night, found an online haiku generator, and decided to inflict it on us. Mercifully, he stepped off the little platform. A smattering of obligatory applause broke out as he headed towards our table. He took a seat next to James, who was flipping through his iPad. Interesting. James said coolly. Hey, thanks. Brent replied. He looked at me, waiting for my comment, but I was saved by a thin, pale woman who got up on stage and began to read her poetry to the crowd. Beetle-browed amphibians mutate. One million oscillating wormholes point. Kind-hearted anesthetic genocide. Brent seemed transfixed by her. He took a sip of his coffee and without giving me any sort of eye contact said, Hey man, I'm sorry about what happened at the show. I guess I got a bit carried away. Well, yeah, a bit. I waited to see if he had anything more to say. Nada. It seemed that this was the most remorse I would get out of the guy. Reluctantly, I said, well, it wasn't too bad. We were able to suck up most of the water. The woman continued. Beetle-browed amphibians mindlessly oscillate, threading uncertainly toward a pointed apocalypse. That's genius, declared Brent as he applauded her. Everyone and everything was genius with Brent. If someone took a dump on a carpet and outlined it with a frame, that would be considered genius by the guy. Most of us learned to dismiss any compliments from him long ago, but he was still interesting to hang around with. I noticed a new painting on the wall behind Brent. 
It looked like one of his, a dark rendition of two crabs fighting. I nodded towards it and said, Is that one one of yours? Brent turned and looked at it. Oh yeah, I finished it last week. Lisa thinks it'll sell. It looks cool. I like what you did with the colors. Brent took a sip of his latte. Thanks. While I took a bite of my croissant, I noticed he signed it hashtag artist. I asked him, what the hell is hashtag artist? Oh yeah, that's my new name. James glanced up from his iPad. You want to be called hashtag artist. You don't pronounce the hashtag symbol. It's just... He nodded his head. Artist. Wait a minute. I put down my croissant. Prince, or the artist formerly known as Prince, or whoever the guy was, already wanted to be known as the artist, even though he's supposed to be that squiggly symbol. Right. You would spell my name with a hashtag at the beginning, but it's just... He nodded his head again. Artist. Let me get this straight. Your name is now... Nodded his head. Artist. Yeah. Now I had to jump in. So I would say, hey, Brent, So I'm sorry. Hey, I nodded my head. Artist, could you pass me that bucket of gesso? But what would its possessive form be? Hashtag apostrophe S artist? <laughs> I think it's, I nodded my head twice, artist. I was pretty sure Brent hadn't thought that one through. Hey, man, you gotta change with the times. A guy with an acoustic guitar stepped onto the platform. He hoisted the strap over his head and got ready to play. Thanks for coming, everyone. My name is Barry. I'm going to start off with some Radiohead. He played the opening chords to Paranoid Android. Good song. I took a sip of my caramel macchiato and said, You guys aren't going to believe who I met today. I got a two-way glance from everyone at the table. Gary Easton. From DLC? Yep. Who's Gary Easton? He owns an island. Number 14 on the Forbes' richest people on the planet list, I replied. The DLC Corporation was recently fined $45 million for dumping mercury-laden circuit boards in a landfill. Those guys are evil. He bought two of my paintings today. He says he wants to commission me to do some more. How many? I don't know. It might be a lot more. James flipped his iPad around and showed us a news article. It says here he recently bought a Matisse original for $9.6 million. Why is he interested in yours? I don't know. He wanted something for his bathroom? The guy didn't even blink at the price. He hardly glanced at the second one. Hey, man, that's pretty cool. I already spoke with his assistant. I'm supposed to go over to the main DLC office tomorrow and bring the other painting with me. So you're going to work for a corporation now? Well, kind of, I guess. Does that mean you get health insurance? It doesn't work that way. Those guys will want to fuck you over. Anything corporate will just chew you up and spit you out. They don't give a shit about the individual. I heard people were throwing themselves off the roofs over there. That's a totally different company. They kill themselves over in Japan, not here. We just go on shooting rampages. I turned back to James. My artwork is hardly worth anything now, so what's there to lose? Your dignity. Look, I don't care if I have to paint in a clown outfit with a little monkey on my shoulder. I'll finally get paid for my work. 